This past Monday was the feast of St. James the Greater, patron saint of pilgrims, among other causes, and the patron saint of the nation of Spain, where, in the cathedral named for him, Cathedral de Santiago de Compostela, his relics are in the sepulchre below the main altar. This Sunday happens to be the feast of St. Ignatius of Loyola, another favorite saint in Spain, who developed and promoted the form of spiritual direction known as the spiritual exercises of Ignatius of Loyola. Today we will explore the life of St. James, including both our Gospel text from the 20th chapter of Matthew and other source material about this beloved pilgrim saint. First, I want to share with you the special addition to the Mass of St. James, made by Bishop Philbert of Chart. It is a call and response. This this addition to the Mass was uh, added somewhere between the year 1004 and 1028, so a good thousand years ago. It is a call and response, and the call would go out Tell all of us what kind of person this James might be, whom you hold with such a grasp, and with distinguished distinguished voices, so that we may venerate him more dearly, and love him with our minds, and praise him more attentively, and seek him out with prayers. And you would respond, the answer, he is in reality James, whom the Lord loves exceedingly, the retired soldier of Christ and the extraordinary standard-bearer, superior in military things, apostle of Galicia, a most well-known pilgrim, and most worthy in honor, wondrous with miracles, magnificent in glory, whom every people, domestic and foreign, seeks. Now then, with such a resounding praise as that, we turn our attention to the Gospel text from Matthew, In this text, we have Salome, the mother of James and John, the so-called sons of thunder, asking for a preferment for her two sons. James is the older brother, John the younger. As a result, James will be listed first among them and given preference between them, always first. She asked of Jesus, When you enter your kingdom, let one of my sons sit at your right hand and one at your left hand. Based on knowing the cultural preferences for the firstborn, this means Salome asked for Jesus to seat James at his right hand and John at his left hand. Now, if you pay attention to the text, it is their mother, Salome, who asks, but Jesus answers James and John, You do not know what you are asking. Are you able to drink from the cup I am to drink? What is this cup that Jesus asks them if they are able to drink? It is the cup of their death. When Jesus prays in the garden, let this cup pass from me, but not my will, but thine be done, Jesus is praying about being spared, the crucifixion that is about to happen. Jesus asks James and John, Can you drink from the cup from which I must drink? Can you willingly die for me? And they both, without hesitation, answer Jesus, We are able to drink from your cup. Jesus then lets them know, Yes, you will drink from my cup. Yes, you will die for me. Yes, you will be martyrs for the faith. James's death was first, and it was in Jerusalem, beheaded by Herod in the year A.D. 44, as recorded in the book of Acts, chapter 12. The church historian Eusebius 
records details of that martyrdom of St. James, writing that the one who accused and led James to the judgment seat, when he saw him bearing his testimony, was moved and confessed that he himself was also a Christian. They were both, therefore, led away together, and on the way he begged James to forgive him. And James, after considering a little, said, Peace be with thee, and kissed him. And thus they were both beheaded at the same time. But what led up to that fateful day? It's time for us to explore what occurred in the eleven years of the life of St. James in between the day of Pentecost occurring near the end of May in the year A.D. 33, empowering the apostles with the Holy Spirit for their evangelistic efforts and his martyrdom in the year 44. We know that the various apostles each spread out to set out to spread the gospel. James the Less, he was either shorter or younger than James the Greater, remained in Jerusalem and was their first bishop there in the city of Jerusalem. Thomas, also known as Doubting Thomas, went to evangelize India, and the rest of the apostles each dispersed to various locations for the sake of evangelizing. The trouble is, other than the apostle Paul, the apostles did not write much, and some did not write anything. As a result, we have almost nothing as far as first-hand reports and must rely upon what the church has recorded through other witnesses. St. James the Greater, our saint for today, went to Spain and tried to evangelize there. According to what little is written about his efforts, St. James saw almost no fruit from his evangelizing. He was frustrated and ready to give up, thinking himself a failure. It is at that point, on the 2nd of January, in the year A.D. 40, that the Blessed Virgin Mary appeared to St. James while he was praying by the Ibro River in Zaragoza, and she assured him that he was making a difference, not to give up in the spreading of the gospel. It was a message of encouragement in the hour of need. Mary also informed James that he would need to return to Jerusalem because she was nearing her death. James continued his evangelization for a little while longer, effectively converting some to Christ, and then returned to Jerusalem prior to the death and assumption of the Blessed Virgin Mary, likely in the year A.D. 42. While back in Jerusalem, as was already described, James was arrested and beheaded. He was the first of the apostles to drink of the cup of the Master. But in those eleven years... Even though he did not see the fruit of his labor, he was out spreading the gospel, just as he was commissioned to do with the rest of the apostles when Jesus said to them, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea, and Samaria, and to the end of the earth. Now when you walk the Camino de Santiago, the way of St. James, that network of pilgrimage paths leading to his tomb at the Cathedral de Santiago, people talk about going to Finisterre, the end of the earth. Finisterre, end earth, the end of the earth. There is now a town named Finisterre, but in the days of the Roman Empire, in the days of St. James and all the other apostles, in the days of Jesus, all of western Spain was called Finisterre the end of the earth. Jesus said in that apostolic commissioning, one of you will be my witness to Spain, to Finisterre, to the end of the earth. Now a quick refresher. 
Salome asked for Jesus to seat James at his right and John at his left. Jesus said it was not for him to give, but God the Father. Our gospel text is now about to come full circle with just a few more details about the evangelistic effort of St. James. At this point, I need for those of you who can to imagine a giant map in front of you. Not a map like we have today that's clean and precise and uses satellite mapping technology, but an ancient map that reflected less what people knew of the earth and more what they believed about the earth. The map I'm trying to describe to you is the Map of Monday, Map of the World, and it hangs in the Hereford Cathedral in England. At the very top of the map, there is Jesus enthroned in the kingdom of heaven. Below Jesus is all the known world at that time. On the left side of the map, meaning to Jesus' right hand, is Europe, ending with Spain, wrapped down around and at the furthest point away from Jesus to his right. On the right side of the map, meaning Jesus' left hand, the same is done with Asia. To the right hand of Jesus is Spain, to the left hand of Jesus is Asia, and Spain is known as Finisterre, the end of the earth. Jesus said to be at his right or his left was for the Father to give. When the Holy Spirit, proceeding from God the Father, empowered the apostles at Pentecost, James went to Spain, Jesus' right hand, and his brother John went to Asia Minor, Jesus' left hand. Salome asked that they be glorified in these preferments. Instead, they faced their martyrdom. John, through his telling of the gospel, taught us the great truths of Jesus' divinity, co-equal with the Father and co-eternal with the Father. James, through the trials of his travels to Finisterre, the end of the earth, teaches us what it is like to be a pilgrim struggling for God in a foreign country while striving for God's kingdom. And that is where every Christian is today. Christian, you are a citizen of the kingdom of God, currently traveling the face of the earth. You are a sojourner. You are a pilgrim. When you are walking a pilgrimage, some days are bright and sunny, enjoyable. Others are dark, raining, hailing, cold, miserable. Likewise, in the pilgrimage of life, some days are easier than others. Some can be enjoyable. And on other days you yearn for the day you finally reach your heavenly home and you need for a message of encouragement to come in the hour of need. Whether good days or bad days, during our pilgrimage of life we can learn from the Camino de Santiago, the way of St. James, that to be faithful is the way to Jesus and Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life through whom we make our way to God the Father. May we pray with the faith of a pilgrim people St. James, apostle chosen among the first, you were the first to drink the cup of the Master, and you are the great protector of pilgrims. Make us strong in faith and happy in hope on our pilgrim journey, following the path of Christian life, and sustain us so that we may finally reach the glory of God the Father. And all the people said, Amen.